Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Planter Podcast. I'm your host, Amia Shodi, and it is a pleasure to have you listen to the podcast and that I get to be in your headphones, in your car, on your computer screen, wherever you are listening to this episode. Thanks for taking the time to spend the day with me. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. So happy to have you here, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Now, This episode is going to be based off of a conversation or a discussion that was had with a, with some family members. And I would really appreciate actually if you share this episode to people who are believers and people who are not believers. Um, I think that this is really going to help break down the essence of the gospel. But really, why do we even follow Jesus Christ? And from my perspective, why, you know, we follow Christ and why he is king overall. So I came downstairs to my family having a discussion about what the difference is between, you know, doing something rituals for another religion is it considered what is considered idol worship and all of these different things, right? Part of my background is like my family, majority of them were raised in a Muslim background. Um, even to this day, lots of my family members are actually Muslim. So I'm very familiar with the culture and holidays and, and whatnot. I mean, we were brought up to celebrate them and all these different things. So this is not like an anti, oh, I hate other people that are of a belief or this this is not any of that. This is to set the understanding of the differences between other religions and then being followers of Christ. Well, during the discussion of, you know, what is Christian, what is considered this, what is considered um, having spiritual strength and all of that. A statement was made that kind of rubbed me in a wrong way. It was the statement was that basically Christianity or believing Christ is the same thing as Islam. And I was like, no. And the family member was like, yes, it is. And I was like, no, the core essence is not the same. And, you know, the argument was that, oh, if you look, if you put the Bible and the Quran together, they are of very similar beliefs. And something about that, and it, and then also there was other discussions that I can't necessarily remember, but having that conversation with this person who is a believer kind of gave me a reflection of who I used to be in the past in the sense of, not understanding really what is the difference between other religions and then 
when you claim to be a follower of Christ. And I'm somebody who we could be in a discussion, but I'm going to have to like retreat for a little bit to kind of think and process what we've discussed. So I may not give the appropriate answer or um, a well thought out answer when we're having a discussion because I'm a processor. I like to process things, process what's been said and all that. So during the conversation, I was kind of listening, kind of putting my input, you know, sharing where I believed the thinking was incorrect. And then I just had to go back and think. And this is the thing. Many of us believe that there is no difference between every religion and us. The only difference is we believe in Jesus, but all roads lead to God. And I want you to think of it in a different way. This is not to be religious. This is really just at the core of the gospel. But really why we follow Christ is at the crux of it, everything given to us and we are able to receive is from love. We do things out of love. We receive God's goodness out of love. God, the Father, and the Trinity, um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, are the perfect example of what love looks like and gives it to us freely. We're not required to do anything in order to receive that that love, that unconditional love that many of us have not received because even in our own personal lives because in human in our in our humanness we live in a world where I do this for you, you do this for me, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That concept of an unconditional love is not normal to us. So we see these rules and rituals and things in other religions that kind of help bolster this idea that we do see in in our natural lives. That's why a lot of people pop, like that I see convert back to maybe they were Christian before but then they're like, no, Christianity doesn't make sense to me. I just don't get it. I'm going to be of this faith or whatnot. And I've seen that because the love is just so unconditional. It's something that can't be measured. It's something that can't be contained. It is confusing for the human eye. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we're even able to receive the true love of God. Part of the discussion we had, again, was oh, well, it's the same as Islam, that, you know, what the if you line up the Bible and Islam together, they're of the same thing. Well, I beg to differ in that because, you know, again, I'm not somebody who is foreign to the religion. Now, from what I've observed is that things have to be done in order for God to accept the person. You know, if you mention to, and I've mentioned to like family members and friends who are Muslim, for example, I'll say, oh, you know, you know, talk to God, have a relationship with God. It almost sounds foreign. It almost sounds like, what are you talking about? Have a relationship with God. But if I talk to a Christian, or I won't even say a Christian right now, I'll say a believer of Christ, a disciple of Christ, we completely understand that we can have that door open to us to have that relationship. And by Christ dying on the cross, it opened up the ability for us to be loved by the Father and have a 
relationship with the father, which you technically will not find in other belief systems. There is either we are heightening ourselves, our mindsets, we're heightening our, um, how many hard work, you know, I've also heard that, oh, by my hard work, that's my ticket to heaven and, and all of these things. We, 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 we measure what we do in order to find affection of God or find the affection of people say that the God within or the inner divine and all these things. But in following Christ, we understand that we are loved unconditionally. So as a believer, we understand that I love because he loved me first. He took me in my dirtiness. He took me in when I was sinning and I didn't even know I was sinning when I was doing things against him. He still decided to take me as his own, put me back together and fill me up with a love that's so grand that I, all I have to do is just give it out to other people and, and show the world love which you will not necessarily see in other religions. It's all based on love. It's not based on rules. It's not based on how much work I can do, how much good how much good fortune can I bring, how much of a good person, because at the end of the day, you may think that you're a good person because you do things that quote unquote are not harming people, but inwardly in your heart, you have um, thoughts that are unpleasing to people, unpleasing to God, and if not careful, you can act them out on, on other people. Or you may have things that you don't find a problem with, you know, I've made an example of this about dating, how the world tries to tell us to go out there and do what we're doing. You know, as long as it's consensual, it's no problem. Um, I'm a, I'm a be with this person, that person. But if we look at your history, maybe you've hurt some people along the way and cause a lot of soul wounds, but well, I didn't do really anything wrong. So it's not really a problem because I was living my own life, do my own thing as I want to do it. This idolization of I, but when we follow Christ, it takes off the idolization of I, and it takes off the pressure of, oh, I have to be the one to do this work on my own to help fix myself, but I now follow Christ. And because he loved me first, I follow him. And this is the thing, like when my family member said, oh, you know, if we compare the, like the Quran to the Bible, it's about the same thing. Well, technically not necessarily because as what I've understood and what I've perceived as not a believer of Christ, you do things out of fear. You do things out of a God that is so distant that, oh, I can't be around him. He won't accept me. I have to clean myself. I'm too dirty to be in front of him. Things that he naturally made you to be. I mean, not saying that you're dirty, but you know, you're a human being, but it's like there's a feeling of distaste that I have to present myself a certain way in order for God to accept me. Now, on the other hand, if we look at a believer, we know that we can come boldly to the throne and ask God what we want. We can talk to him. By Christ dying on the cross, that has opened the door for us to have complete access to the Father, direct access to the Father. And in having that direct access to the Father, the father tells us, you know, these are the things that I want you to do and this, that, or another, but it's not out of 
out of a sense of control because God just wants to control and do this and keep you knowing that you're human and da, 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 and like a condemning type of way. He gives us the regulations and things to govern our lives because he loves us. And we follow it not out of fear, not out of I'm not worthy enough or out of, oh, I'm worshiping my own mind and my own self, but we do it because it comes out of the love of him loving us first. When we become a follower of Christ and we learn to love God, we what we do is it makes us want to obey him because we love him so much. When you experience the love of Christ, it is an unconditional love that you sh- like you won't necessarily experience this type of love with human beings. It is a love that is so unconditional, a, a love that I know that I've done something wrong and because my father loves me so much, I don't have to live in shame. Yes, I did this wrong. God, I'm sorry and I keep it moving. I don't have to actually stay in a place of shame. That is a serious love. I'm not gonna be um, abused because I did something wrong. I'm not going to be beaten or I'm not going to be shunned, but because he loves me, I have the power and the strength to overcome and keep moving. So we follow you know, the guidelines in the Bible because it's out of a place of love. We understand that God is telling me to do this or he's directing me in this way because he loves me. It doesn't necessarily make it easy, some of the things, because the Bible says that the spirit and the flesh are are at war, that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And we have to choose every day to die down to our old man and rise up new in Christ because just that battle between our spirit and our flesh. But he gives us the power to overcome out of a sense of love. It's not out of a sense of force. I'm not scared to follow God. I'm not I I don't have to do rituals to follow God. I serve him because I love him. Why? Because he loved me first. I read my Bible, I journal, and I pray, and I do other things out of a sense of love, not because it's it's, it's something that I believe I have to do in order to be appealing to my father. Just like how the father said to Jesus when he was being baptized. Once he rose up, the Bible says there was a voice that came from heaven and said, this is my son, son who I am well pleased. He affirmed his son before his son did anything else. So I'm not doing things to, to appease my father. I'm doing them because I love my father and I desire a connection with him. What I see is that a lot of believers and just people in general, we struggle with this orphan type of mindset. And I have a podcast on that. And that was something that I struggled with for years. And it's a very sneaky thing, orphan mindset and religion thinking that we are apart from God, we're doing these things because we're trying to impress him, but really we've already been affirmed by him. Why? Because he loved us first. We don't have to act or pretend or whatever. We do as the spirit leads us and we follow and obey because he loves us first. Everything by following Christ is done out of a place of love. It is not done out of fear. And that's the thing, like, You become whole and complete when you align yourself with Christ. 
And this is in Ephesians 3, 16, verse 21. It says, I pray that from this glorious unlimited resource, he will empower you with inner strength through the spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ through it too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So that was actually to verse 19. But there was something that really stuck out to me in this verse. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. This is the thing. Jesus Christ gives us access, direct access to the Father. And to the Father, as the Bible says, we are made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. We are only made complete in the likeness of our Father, in the image of our Father, direct access to our Father. Other religions promise you of a shadow of the Father, a perception of the Father, but they do not guarantee you direct access to the Father. And in the Father, we are made complete. A lot of us are looking to be made complete through our jobs, through actions, through rituals, through things that don't exemplify love. But because God loves us so much, he gave us access to him through his son. So we don't have to defend ourselves. We have Jesus on the throne defending us in front of the father, atoning for our sins continuously. So that takes the pressure off of, I have to just do right because if I don't do right, I won't make heaven. I have to, my, my task and what I'm doing, let them tally up so God will be pleased with me. The beauty is we are free. And the Bible says where the, the spirit is, that's where the Lord is. And where the Lord is, there's freedom. There's, there's liberty there along those lines. That's what the scripture says. So we have freedom in Christ, complete and utter freedom. And we hear that and we're like, cool, cool, cool. We got freedom. But no, freedom to live a, 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 a great life, freedom to make mistakes and move forward, freedom to serve our God with all of our heart, all of our strength without the feeling of, am I doing enough for him? Because he has already approved of you. Once you've said that, Jesus, I'm, I'm here. I follow you. I want you to be Lord of my life. You've saved my soul. I, I want to follow you. Once you've believed that in your heart and confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, everything that you can do or everything that you've done, everything that you're doing currently is atoned for. Why? Because, because it comes from a place of love. The gospel is rooted in love, a love that is too wide, too deep, too tall, whichever to understand. So that's why we struggle. And we try to say, 
the rules are the same in this religion if you match them together. No, those other belief systems are not rooted in unconditional love. That is the key, the unconditional love. We love him because he loved us first. And because we follow his, we follow him and because we love him, we do what he asks us to do. It's not rooted out of fear. It's not rooted out of, I, I need to just do good work. So hopefully I'll get it right. It's not rooted in putting the strength in your own self because we do fail ourselves quite often. We wish that we did something better, but we don't. And we're like, oh my God, like I don't understand. Our strength is not in ourselves. It is not in other people. It is not in anything else except the love of Christ. That's it. And that is why being a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ, is completely different from any type of belief system. And I wanted to make this point with the complete, like when the Bible says you become full and complete. A lot of us are looking to become full and complete by all types of stuff, but you can only be complete by, 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 by Christ, which leads you to the father. You can only be complete. You may get versions of completeness. It may work for you for a little while. And then there was the discussion of, oh, well, if it's working for them, but what do you mean? What does that, what does that mean to work for somebody? that this is working for them. Just because somebody looks good on the outside doesn't mean that there is not torment going on in the inside. I used to know a man who for nine years would take medication every single night the moment he got home. So he would just sleep because he was trying to escape his life. But if you look at him from the outside, he looked so successful, so good, has a wife, has a wife, has children, you know, has a great career, but he's escaping from his life, but he looks good. We become so attracted with this idea that, well, they look good, so whatever works for them. But it's like, is it, whatever you're doing, is it helping you operate in a full sense of love? And are you really complete? Because a lot of the people which you think are doing well, if we look at them internally, if they were to share the thoughts, the hurts, the visions that they're going through, you would know that "Mm, something is not right. Something is not well here. So let's not look at that. The Bible makes it clear. We are made full and complete in Christ, period, because he leads us to the Father, direct access to the Father, out of a place of love. Love is what differentiates a follower of Christ from another person of another faith, that we operate out of a sense of unconditional love because he loved us first. So if you're ever wondering, even as a believer, you know, we've been in church for years and we're still confused. What is the gospel about? I mean, yeah, we know that Jesus Christ like died on the cross for our sins. Yeah, our sins and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just the fact that you even have the power to overcome your sins and not let 
Because I always say, I always joke with my mom, I say, sin is a sickness. Like, when I see some off-the-wall stuff, I be like, sin is a sickness. Like, it is a sickness for real, for real. But through Christ, we have the ability to overcome. We are more than conquerors. And in that in itself, just the power to do so without having to be like, oh, I have to do this. I need to pray this specific prayer and say it this way and look this way and We operate out of a sense of freedom and operate out of a sense of love and we overcome the world. He said, take heart for I have overcome the world. And that is a promise that is for us. So I'm going to link that verse below for you to take a look at. And I want you to meditate over that and really just think to yourself that, you know, am I doing all this Christian things or whatever because I feel like God is not pleased with me? Or am I doing this because I want to love the Father who has loved me? I want to love Him because He loved me. That's why I do what He's asking me to do. And am I complete? Am I whole? Am I looking for things outside of Christ to make me whole? Just some food for thought for you. All right. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that this cleared up some things for you at the crux of why we even follow Jesus. Why is he the way, the truth and the light? Why? All right. So hope this helped you. And before we go, just want to say that if you are serious about creating a podcast, you are ready to go, but you're just feeling confused with all the information that's out there you just need some direction, you need the next steps for you to create your podcast, your impactful world-changing podcast. You're an entrepreneurial, Christ-centered woman who is serious about changing her area of influence, her industry. Well then, my dear, I have the perfect opportunity for you. I want you to click the link in the description and I would love if you would schedule a call so that you and I could sit down and talk about your podcasting goals and what you can do next for your podcast. So if you are interested in getting more clarity on your podcast, definitely schedule that call with me so I can give you a call and it will and it will bring you much more understanding of what you need to do next. All right? So thank you so much for tuning in and I will speak to you on the next episode. Bye.